You can't say anymore that Rutgers is not all in. Rutgers is all in. Just play. Like, I just want them to play. You know, there's a lot of noise going on around, you know, outside of you know, social media, all that stuff that just wanted them to play. You know, we're a good basketball team. Scarlet Knights win it! There is pandemonium in Piscataway! You are chop, chop, chopping them down with the boys from the Old Kings podcast. Everything that is Rutgers University football and men's basketball. I'm your host, Jay Henning. We actually have a stack crew today here with Jert. The Nelly man is back and hype man. Now, before we break into the snooze fest that happened this weekend uh, in Syracuse, uh, I want to talk about a, a very, very hot sports rivalry that's kind of hit the game. Uh, you want to talk about UNC versus Duke in basketball. You want to talk about, you know, Michigan versus Ohio State, Snook versus Dippin' Dots. Most of what we've kind of seen the last couple of weeks here is the hype man versus the Big Ten Network. Hype man, what's going on, man? Why can't we get Rutgers on the TV uh, when they're playing the football? Look, this is a problem that needs to be addressed. Uh, you know, I, I was going after the Big Ten Network, um, you know, a few games back, and, you know, I was flabbergasted. I was frustrated, and I ultimately had to take it to the highest level. I tweeted at uh, Governor Murphy here in New Jersey, and I told him, you know, this needs to be addressed. So, again, we had the ACC Network now disrespecting us against Syracuse, leaving um, I don't even remember who was on, but we missed the first half of the first quarter so that, that we could watch some some game close out that, you know, we don't even care about. Com- so Complete blowout, too. About a 42-point victory for whoever was winning that Virginia, game. Virginia. I think it was Virginia over Illinois. Our boy Art Sikowski, uh, even after he leaves the program, still giving us, still giving us grief. But um, I think that's but I think that's a game that should be on the Big Ten Network, right? It, we're all in games where it's not, you know, we're not talking about in-division games yet, right? So a, a team like Rutgers is playing uh, a regional rival. Why isn't that game on the Big Ten? I mean, Rutgers is a pillar of the Big Ten. Right. So I think all of their games should be on the Big Ten without a doubt. I think you're right. You know, just something I kind of wanted to touch on. I know it's been bothering me. It's been bothering all of us within our group chat, but let's go ahead and get to the game. Obviously wasn't pretty, but Rutgers go went, goes ahead and uh, pulls out the victory on the road, 17 to seven. You want to take a look at a couple numbers from an offensive perspective, not very pretty. We're talking uh, Noah Vedral, 145 yards, although the accuracy was there 22 of 28 with one touchdown, uh, no interceptions. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco, 19 carries for 50 yards. Bo Melton kind of did his thing in in receptions, but only for 44 yards. Right. So Rutgers is kind of dinking and dunking uh, up the up and down the field. Let's start on that side of the ball. Uh, Jert, what did you think of the game uh, from the offensive perspective? Well, first of all, I'm getting called in Vegas. I said, take Rutgers, take the under. If you listen to the last pod, if you're betting illegally because you can't bet New Jersey on Rutgers, start sending me some tips. Maybe I'll drop my demo. I'm on fire right now. Um, When it gets to the game, a little bit scary, right? You know, I was a little bit nervous about Syracuse coming in. I knew they were a better team than Temple. Um, first real road game, obviously, last year, playing in empty stadiums. You know, the offense is scaring me. The run game scaring me. Pretty much everything's kind of scaring me. Um, 
you know, defense looked great again and, and obviously got us that, that dub, but you know, listen, we, we got to figure it out in the next two weeks before we get into big 10 play. Obviously we've got an inferior opponent this week, but this game did scare me. I mean, I think everything, everything almost needed help um, on the offensive side of the ball. It was nice to see uh, Haskins get that touchdown. I've been asking for more production out of her tight ends, um, you know, but it seems like we're running the ball up the middle. We're not, you know, running well, we're not passing well. Like you said, Noah had uh, completion percentage, but for, for sub 150 yards, you can't, you can't get 200 uh, less yards in, of offense and expect to win a lot of football games. So listen, we didn't turn the ball over and we played good defense, which got us the win. But ultimately, you know, I'm, I'm hoping we're holding back. I'm hoping we're going to figure this out. Nell, I want to point over to you. We, we had mm-hmm. a, a botch snap. Uh, in the beginning of the game in special teams uh, and the kicker doesn't look steady uh, even in the kicks that he's kicking. Um, what do you think of that so far? And then chime in on your, what you think of the offense as well. Yeah, I agree with Jert. Um, I mean, zero points in the first half uh, against a Syracuse team, any decent team in the league that we play. I mean, if we put up zero points in a, in a half, we're not going to stand a chance. Um, as far as special teams goes, um, I don't think it's a question. We have the best punter in the entire nation. Um, facts. I think two that, yeah. What's that? I said facts. Oh, they said, I thought you said something else. Um, yeah. So, what did you think he said? I thought he said axed. <laughs> I said, I don't know. That's news to me. Jeez. Nell no, no misses the pod for a few weeks. He thinks he's getting axed. <laughs> axed yeah. yeah, I know. Welcome back. But, uh, yeah, I think 2019 he got robbed. He was the semifinals for that, that Ray Guy award. Um, right now he's just kicking the dick out of that ball. Um, Australians are known to dominate the, uh, the list here with the Ray Guy award. I think there's like six other Aussies on there. Um, so that just being said, I mean, I think he's averaging about close to like 50 yards punt for, per punt. Um, he, he had like the Rutgers longest average last game um, in Rutgers like history. So, I mean, he, he's dominant. It's, it's a problem, though, that we're talking about our punter as our, you know, our one go-to. of our leading. Uh, what about your boy this. Valentino? You can't be happy with him. Oh, uh, trust me. I'm, I'm going to get to him. Okay, I'm, I'm, trying to, I'm trying not to Set blow a uh, gasket over here. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, yeah, he, he's dominant. He's probably going to win um, a national award. Um, but like I said, it, you wish it was someone on maybe on the offensive side, you know, running back, wide receiver, quarterback. We're ways from that. Um, but yeah, back to uh, Valentino over here. I'm going to start off by saying I cannot wait for Jay Patel to graduate high school. If I don't know if he even what the hell he's doing over there, but I wish he was starting right now. Phil, I know that that's your boy there. I got yeah, I got connections as the Jay. Um, I can I can get you know, my people in front of his people, hopefully we can start getting something in the works where he's coming into uh, early in this, uh, maybe early this year, kind of like what Winsad is doing. Uh, Kids and Moose, he's, he's, I think four for four on 40 yards and above in high school. It's high school, but you know, I think, uh, you know, 40 yards is 40 yards. Yeah. And that's actually bringing me back to my point. Um, Also, I'm pretty sure a guy Fava is still on the team. So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll tag him in one of these days. But so 40 yards, right? He's nailing these 40 yarders. The kid's in high school. We got Valentino misses a 27-yard field goal the other day. Luckily, we get a turnover, end up winning the game. He, he redeems himself. But just just for a little um, perspective, 
a 27 yard uh, field goal is basically equivalent to, let's say, first base to second base in the Major League Baseball. It's 30 yards. Okay. Yikes. You can, you can throw a basketball that far. Um, three London red buses, those things you see on TV all the time, 30 yards long. Okay. You can kick it over that, right? Um, oh, six Volkswagen Beetles. You're going to tell me someone getting a scholarship can't kick a ball over six Volkswagen Beetles. And the stat that I think is even the funniest, 16 Danny DeVitos long. You're telling me right now, <laughs> you get on the football field, you can't kick over 16 Danny DeVitos. It's, it's ridiculous. I think, i got to be honest, I'll give him one more game, but he might have to check in to see if his soccer scholarship is still there to take because it's, it's getting ridiculous. Yeah, hype, man. Uh, uh, anything to chime in from the, the offensive side of the ball? Look, I mean, not much to talk about this game, right? My initial reaction coming coming out of it was, you know, we got a lot to fix. But as I think about it, a few days have passed. I actually am not too, you know, I'm, I'm actually pretty high on that game because you're not always going to be able to have your best stuff, right? People are going to have off days. Uh, people are going to make mistakes. But, you know, that was a 60-minute chop. They chopped the whole game. Uh, you got to learn how to win ugly. And I think this is, this is only going to help them as we move into Big Ten play that we can have these games, right? We, we got them in our back pocket where we know, hey, if we, go, if we get down, if we blow some opportunities, uh, we've been there, we've come back from that. So, you know, right now, yeah, not the, not the outcome that we would have hoped for in terms of the, the output and the production. We still got the win, so we'll take it. But you know, I think it, it may be one that we look back on and say, you know, this is really a learning moment where we're able to come back and, and you know, gain a lot of useful experience. Yeah, you know, a couple of things to add here in terms of the offense of co- coordinator, we're still making a lot of the same mistakes that we made last year in terms of not throwing to the sticks when it's, you know, second and long, third and long. Uh, you're talking about, you know, Shamin Jones, where is he? We get that guy a milk carton. He's nowhere to be found. Uh, I think he had one catch for like four yards this time around. And, and it ultimately it just lacks creativity. I don't, I'm hearing, you know, throughout Twitter that maybe we're saving some of our, our stuff for the Michigan game. I, I really hope that's the case because Gleason right now, I usually can dial something up where, you know, he looks great, but right now all we're doing is dinking and dunking five yards down the field and it's not going to get us anywhere in the big 10. So um, I'm going to need to see a lot from a lot of different people. I think one of the pluses that I'll touch on from my perspective was Manungai. It looks like we are going to go with two horses and those two horses are going to be Pacheco and Manungai as opposed to uh, Pacheco and, and young. So that's, uh, I'm actually uh, happy with that. I love the way he runs. He still runs hard and fierce. Um, so uh, what's your guys feeling on the running back situation? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like our run game is, is definitely hurting our, our passing game. Like, I, I don't know. We're not getting these guys out in space. I feel like we're running up the middle too much. Um, but both guys average like two and a half yards per run. Like we could get nothing going and, yeah, this has been the tale of old, whatever. Every third down, we're at almost third and long, and I feel like we don't have the quarterback to get us, you know, 15 yards, 20 yards, and I feel like that's where we're struggling. Like, you know, 
Pacheco used to be able to get us a good first down run and whatnot. And I, I don't know. I feel like the offensive line didn't play good and I'm fine with you using multiple running backs, but we got to be getting three, four, five yards at a clip, especially against inferior teams. Like I didn't think Syracuse was going to sack us four times. I, I thought we were going to win at the line of scrimmage a little bit more last game and we should against Udell, but against big 10 play, we're going to see a lot better team. So, you know, it's a little alarming to me, to be honest. I do have a, you know, uh, a play of the game that I think really turned the tide and I want to get your guys feedback on it. Um, how about when Rutgers was driving, Shiano goes absolutely berserk on the refs, right? <laughs> and you saw like four refs surrounding him trying to calm him down and all this sort of stuff. And then he gets nothing, no flag, nothing, right? That we run the next play and Syracuse gets a, a personal foul on a ticky-tack call, in my opinion. And and I guess someone on the Syracuse side said something and they immediately got a personal foul, which then led to that, touch, that first touchdown that Rutgers scored. So I thought that was pretty crazy. I think, you know, maybe Shiano gets a lot of... Uh, uh, credit uh, across the, the refs, but did you guys find that that was a little bit unfair? I feel like we got kind of lucky there, to be completely honest. Yeah, but I if think, you remember, I mean, unless I remember it differently, this is a few days ago, but the tide almost changed after that. Did anyone else feel the momentum switch where it almost like benefits Syracuse for a second? Was I the only well, one there? Like, after we scored that touchdown, then you were like, oh, shit. Like, you know, it's like almost like a – a basketball coach getting a technical foul and his team like rallying behind him. I don't know. That was the vibe I got. I think the game yeah. started to turn a little bit more, uh, you know, intense on offense. Did you, are you saying that the rest were making more calls for them? I, I don't even think that. I think it lit a fire under Syracuse ass. I feel like obviously shit. I mean, when you don't score any points in the first half, both teams, you, you take a touchdown because of a penalty. You take that all day long. But I felt like the momentum shift, even though we scored after that game, and I felt the pressure from Syracuse. And I was like, oh, all right, that might have uh, hurt us. One of those things where, like, you know, the, the basketball player hits his first shot and you're like, oh, great, now this guy's going to go one for 12 type of thing. Like, I, I don't know. I just felt like the momentum shifted and, and they were fired up and, and obviously it didn't hurt us in the long run. But I, that was my take on it. That penalty was on Dino Babers, head coach of Syracuse. Yeah. And I think he had a terrible game. I, if you ask me, he single-handedly blew the game. But between that penalty, they had the ball in the fourth quarter, and it was like fourth and short, and he punted when they were on probably the like 50-yard line. Um, even taking out Tommy DeVito, it looked like their offense was slowly starting to maybe figure some things out. Then he takes out the quarterback, Tommy DeVito, puts in this guy, Garrett Schrader, who, I mean, I, he didn't do anything. He was um, in for like one series, right? Like, and then he played, no, he played like two, yeah, or, three, couple, played two like or three, three series. series. Yeah. yeah. And then they put DeVito back in after that penalty, and they scored in like three plays. Which makes no sense. So I think, I think Babers, I mean, I think he blew it. Well, yeah, 100%. I was Dino, actually I blew watching, it, Babers. I was Dino, actually, I blew it, Babers. I was actually watching the game with a Syracuse fan, believe it or not, and he okay. is way low on that guy, so that doesn't surprise me at all, hype man. Uh, one of the things that we will probably need to see pick up is the offensive line play as well. Uh, Vedral took a lot of sacks. Uh, partly, you know, because of you know him escaping the pocket when he shouldn't have. 
uh, but uh, the line was horrible from a running perspective as well. So we're going to need to see that kind of kick up uh, as well as, you know, Gleason maybe <laughs> going back to the drawing board and, and kind of a, a, a game plan where we're um, maybe scheming some things up for those quick uh, wide receivers on the outside. Um, with that being said, any, anything else before we swing over to the defensive side of the ball? Uh, now let's we'll start with you, man. What did you think uh, from a defensive perspective? Uh, things were locked down pretty good, zero zero at halftime, so you can't really blame much on them. Uh, what did you think? Anytime you have goose eggs on the board, it's a good sign. Um, it's unfortunate that the reason for that, in my mind, is that I mean Syracuse just isn't a great team. Um, I don't think they've been tested obviously yet. The first two games, we don't really know what we have until some of the better competition comes to town. But I mean, I liked what I saw. Uh, they were moving around pretty well in the secondary compared to past years. But like I said, it's tough. It's tough to tell. Um, I don't know. I, I would have liked to seen a little bit more pressure. I feel like the playing play calls that they're playing is a little conservative at times. I think uh, I think we have a good enough team where we can take risks. So I, I would like to see a little bit more of that. A little blitz action. Yeah. What what battle did we win, Jert? Uh is that like a loaded question? The turnover battle. Turnover, turnover battle. You mention it every week. We won the turnover battle. Yeah, 3 0. 3 0. Sorry. I, you, know, you caught me off guard. I, you know, you're supposed to beat me to, to greatness, not just throw freaking curveballs. Yeah. So 3 0 turnover battle, which is not a recipe to, for continued success. Yeah, we can go 3 0 turnovers every week. There's a good chance that, you know, we're playing a high-level bowl game, not just, you know, any any bowl game. But, you know, we can't just rely on turnovers. Like, you know, we're eventually going to have one. I mean, it's two games in a row, no turnovers, five in the first game, three in this game. But, yeah, I mean, you're turning the ball over like that. I don't care what our offense is doing. It, you know, we're in a pretty good place. We can have a lot of penalties. Um, the defense look good. We're good on all levels. Um, yeah, I think we sacked them five times. Uh, linebackers are great. Secondary's playing pretty good. You know, you guys hate Izium, but – He's, he's playing above, you know, my expectations for him. I know Jay hates him, but he can lay a head stick. And, you know, he, he's been a little bit better than, than I thought and what I, what I saw from last year. Who's the other safety? He's the one who got beat for the deep, uh, for the deep ball. Um, yeah, he was converted I, to safety, right? He was a cornerback last year, I think. Yeah, it, well, he that was a horrible play. Yeah, you could tell it's not somebody who has been playing safety. Uh, I think that's our only weakness, obviously, is is the safety play. Um, so I think it could come to hurt us as we come to a uh, Big Ten play where the quarterback play is going to be much better. Um, but, yeah, overall, I'm very happy. Hype man? Yeah, I mean, I look, I think Olukuli and Fanukasi, again, I mean, he's all over the place making tackles. He's one of the best in the, uh, the nation. If you ask me at the linebacker position, I think our secondary played well. I mean, the defense played well, the defense played well. You kind of, uh, there was a little scare, I think where, where they went down and scored real quick, but for the most part, it was, I was kind of always watching the game thinking like, all right, after they go three and out, we're just going to get the ball back. Like after they give it back to us, like now we need to go score. So defense played well and they kind of always came up with the answers. So Top 10 yeah, in the nation. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's top Seven, 10 in the holding nation. A, holding an ACC, uh, uh, middle of the pack to high pack, high, <laughs> high, upper half, upper echelon ACC team to seven points. Yeah. 
Listen, Syracuse was picked to be last in the ACC. <laughs> Uh, let's not get ahead of our skis here. Oh. Yeah. Well, Listen, I, top 10 defense, that, whatever. I, let, when we play some real teams, then then I'll say there's a lot of teams that, uh, you know, are, are top defenses that, that have played top teams, that have played conference matchups already, that have played top 25 opponents. Um, you know, I like the underdog mentality. I, you know, we're not a top 10 defense until we beat a top 10 offense. Like who, Ohio State? I mean, they yeah, let we up. Don't beat Ohio State, but, but come on, we beat up on Temple and Syracuse. Syracuse right now, Ohio State's looking up at us. So Ohio State's looking up at us right now. Because they lost to Oregon, <laughs> Oregon will probably smoke us. Listen, you saw the tweet. We're ranked like 70th. You had us pegged in the top 25 before the, the, the game last week. I think that the Michigan game is going to be the game that, you know, is going to tell us a lot, of, a lot of things. Yeah. We got Udell. Uh, let, let's come on. Let's not overlook Udell. We're not. We're not Bama. You know, like so. You know, let's. I, I, I hear you. Sure. I think obviously that is the biggest game, the biggest test, the best team by far that we're going to face. You know, this early in the season. But let's handle business on on Saturday before we start talking this game. Look ahead, game. You think Delaware? We'll see. I think. I think Kosciano's got It's a look ahead. A look ahead game, right? Hey man, I think I think Shiano's got him in check to say, look, you can't even can't even go into that territory yet. Well, um, listen, we're, we're, they're not we're good enough. They're not good enough in the past few years to uh, to overlook anybody. Yeah, but I think we got Udell coming up after the break, so I don't know. We're we're we're, we're eager, you know. It's Wednesday night. We're we're ready to start talking about Udell. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, with that being said, let's go ahead and check in on our first. Well, hold commercial on, hold here. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we do that, I would like to announce. I know it's a little bit later than usual, but I would like to announce the hype man player of the week. All right. You remember? Take it you away. Remember week one? Yeah, you remember week one? We gave it to the fans. Uh, it was their first time, you know, first time back. Um, but this week we're going to give it to. We're, we're actually going to give it to a player. We're going to give it to a player on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, after Nell's boy Valentino missed a field goal, he came out. Your boy Mayan Ahan uh, Otu, big sack fumble, which Rutgers recovered, and then they were able to uh, convert that into some points after. So, uh, congratulations to Mayan. You are the Rutgers hype man player of the week. Wow, this. I mean, I, I hope you. I hope you're just waiting for Fedakasi to have like an unbelievable game. This guy's getting the shaft every week. You should have had it last week. You gave it to the fans this week. You give it to an, a deserving player who had a big turnover, but this guy's leading the nation in tackles. What do you, what more has he got to do? That's, that's expected of him. That's expected <laughs> of him. Yeah. The, the fumble was a huge play and that's, that's called a, a momentum changer. Those are the types of the plays that'll win you the game. Absolutely. All right, let's go ahead and check in on our first break here. Um, back after this. Before breaking into our next segment, the old Kings want you to know 
about an architectural firm that is making waves around the community. That's DeBarbery Architects LLC, which is a full-service architecture and design firm based right here in New Jersey, with offices located in Rutherford. They have over 35 years of experience in the design of new construction, as well as renovations in existing buildings. They have successfully completed projects for all business sectors, including commercial, industrial, healthcare, corporate, retail, and other diverse construction. Whether it's large-scale commercial or small-scale residential, they continuously deliver successful projects to their wide range of clientele located in the tri-state area and the greater metropolitan area, including New Jersey, New York, Connecticut, and Pennsylvania. Visit them today at debarberyarchitects.com. That's D-E-B-A-R-B-I-E-R-I architects.com to turn your design ideas into reality. All right, and we're back to the old Kings. I want to take a second here and ask the Kings a couple of questions that have been on my mind, especially after I was rewatching the game from yesterday. Uh, obvious, obviously, it's been a little bit bleak on offense. Uh, we're taking a look. I think we're all in agreement that, you know, the offensive side of the ball is where we're lacking the most. Uh, I think you can point to a couple of different X factors, but as we go into this game against the hens of Delaware, what I like to call a get right game, what are you guys where are you guys expecting to uh, get a little bit better at so that we're ready for Big Ten play? I think it all starts up front in the trenches. Um, you know, I think we really need our, our offensive line to kind of solidify themselves. They've been cycling players a little bit, moving things around, trying to find the right combination. I think we have to get that resolved against Delaware and, you know, have our, have our lineup set and ready to go entering Big Ten play because – Without that, you know, we're just going to uh, be in a lot of trouble on the offensive side of the ball if we don't get that fixed. Ellie? Yeah, I agree. Uh, number one thing for me is uh, the run game. We got we to gotta get that going. Um, it, it doesn't matter how it gets going. I don't, I don't care if, you know, he's coming out, they're coming out of the backfield, catching some balls. E- either way, everything's going to start from the run. Um, it opens up everything else. I think we're going to dominate the Blue Hens next week. But that being said, I'm still not that optimistic about the run game. Yeah, I mean, the, everybody always count, counts uh, Isaiah Pacheco's blessings. Honestly, I haven't seen anything from him since 2019. I'd really like to see him really start to be a workhorse once again. Um, not entirely happy with him. So that's a good call. Now, Jert? Well, a couple of my responses were taken. Um, you can't say the defense, you can't say the special teams. So I'm going to say the passing game, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, we're playing an inferior opponent. We're bigger, stronger, faster than them. Uh, you know, if anyone, you know, no one really in Delaware probably got recruited from Rutgers, we should dominate them in every facet of the game. And we haven't shown one game where our passing game looks good. If there's going to be a game that does look good, it's got to be against Delaware. Right. So I need Bill Melton having a couple touchdowns. I need a draw thrown for a few hundred yards, three, 400 yards. I want us to look good on every facet. The runs game's got to look good. And, and of course, you know, the trenches has got to be dominant when you're playing an FCS team, we're bigger and stronger than them. We got to bully them around for sure. 
think it starts with Gleason, man. You know, we combine all of those into one, right? I think he's got to be able to dial some things up. Um, I, I'm if he is holding things back from the mission for the Michigan game, honestly, I don't want him to do that because practice makes perfect. This is in my opinion, a practice game. Uh, you hate to look at it that way. And hopefully Shano has the boys ready and not thinking like that, but we need to be working on things that are going to make us better for next week. Uh, Gleason calling an appropriate game for me is what, uh, you know, I want to see, uh, see that creativity, that design that we saw last year in the Michigan game at home uh that that type of stuff uh is what i want to see from the offensive team um looking let's go ahead and move on to the next question looking around the league of big 10 play we saw a couple of uh major threats in the big 10 get knocked off we also have a couple of teams this week who are playing some big programs uh penn state playing auburn uh we have uh, a couple other teams who are playing uh some big contenders which team do you have circled on our schedule that you're most looking forward to kings um let's go ahead and start with Nell. um i'm excited to play michigan state honestly i feel like we always give them a good time um that would be a big win on our part if we can do that um definitely not looking forward to some other names. I'm not going to mention them. I don't want to jinx us, but Michigan State game always uh, gets me hyped up a little bit. Jert? Michigan, the first Big Ten game away. They're overhyped. I think it's a winnable game. I think it's a statement game to win on the road. Uh, I like to take in, you know, next game is the most important game. Obviously, that's not overskipping you, Dell, but you said Big Ten, so that's our first Big Ten matchup. It'd be nice to be 4-0. Uh, with Ohio State coming into town. Uh, I know Ohio State just lost, but at the end of the day, uh, Michigan's that team that everyone always thinks they're better than they actually are, and that would be my game that I'm looking most forward to. All right, man. Muted. Mute. Yeah, sorry about that. Left <laughs> myself on mute there, but um, similar mindset to Jert. I'm looking forward to October 16th, an away game at Northwestern. I think Northwestern benefits so much from playing on the west side of the uh, the West Conference. Uh, I don't think they're very good. Michigan State beat them already this year. I think, you know, it's only a matter of time till we put a beat down on Michigan State ourselves. So I'm really excited to go across, uh, you know, different side of the conference, to go to the West Division and uh, lay a beat down on the defending champion Northwestern Uh I don't even know what they're called. The Northwestern Admirals? Wildcats? Wildcats? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're Wildcats. Interestingly, those are kind of interesting answers, honestly. Nell with Michigan State. I thought for sure the hype man would go P Penn State, PU State. Um, and it's too far away. It's too yeah. far away. There's a lot of games between now and then, but, you know. We'll get we'll get to Penn State in due time. Host, host, what's your game? What's your, my, your game? My game is always Indiana Hoosiers, right? Not only because 
I feel like they give us fits all the time and they're like a, a program that shouldn't give us fits because they're not like top tier in the big 10, but also because of those nerds on Twitter uh, in Hoosier land, always breaking into our mentions and whatnot. So uh, I always look forward to the Hoosier game and, and hopefully is, uh, I'm not even sure if that game is away or home this year. I believe it's away. It's a way. It's a, the, the game's actually on my birthday. Uh, pre-game, I did talk about flying out to the game. I actually talked to Hype Man about it. He must have uh, slipped his mind when he was ready to unmute himself that they're on the schedule, but that's all right. <laughs> well, with that being said, let's let's focus on, on this week's game coming up, right? Obviously, most of us think that this is a game that is a get-right game, a game that we should win by 30-plus points. Right. So let's go ahead and, and talk a little bit about you, Dell, and, and what you guys expect to see this weekend. Uh, and we'll start over with uh, Jertman. So just a couple of things before the game. Um, you know, obviously this year, um, one thing that we've noticed is there's been eight FCS teams that have beaten FBS teams, um, which seems like a lot. I think one of the biggest factors there is is their season got delayed and they played in the spring. Um, so, you know, a lot of those teams were didn't have as much time off and, um, you know, similar teams where they're, you know, we returned a lot of players that all these teams didn't have a lot of turnover. Udell actually went to the semifinal in the FCF's playoff. Um, you know, so listen, I, I don't think we should overlook them. It seems like they have somewhat of a, a decent offense. Obviously, any time that a power five uh, team goes against uh, FCS team, you got to think that there's going to be a large spread involved. Uh, but but I don't want it to look past them and, and you know, see us, um, you know, get upset or anything like that. So at the end of the day, this is an important game. Um, there was a percentage that came out that there's a 76.3% chance that Rutgers is going to have six wins this year, uh, which means that we're potentially bowl eligible. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we should handle business. I think we should, should win. I don't think it's going to be as big as some people on this pod have already said, 30-plus uh, points and whatnot. Um, the offense just hasn't looked that good. It's not like we played great defenses. So, you know, we got to improve the offense. I'm expecting Rutgers to win, uh, but I don't think it's going to be a large margin. I haven't seen the line yet because it is an FCS game. So uh, to be determined on that. Now. Um, I like what Jert said there. I'm going to go a little bit different there. Um, I don't think there's a spread there yet because, all of these uh, gambling websites are afraid of losing money. doesn't matter what the spread they're going to put on there. They're going to hammer it. They're going to dominate. Because Rutgers, I'm guessing, is going to win by at least 1,000 this weekend. Okay. We're going to beat the brakes off the Blue Hens. At the end of the day, we're, we're Big Ten football. You know, we may not be there just yet, you know, the Ohio States. Um, but but it, it shouldn't even be a question. I will move past this game. It's going to be an easy win. I wouldn't even waste your time. If you have other plans going on this weekend, don't watch the game. It's going to be a dominant win. So I'll just come back for one next week. But, yeah, that, that's how I feel about that. Yeah, hopefully it's on Big Ten at least. Um, oh, I doubt it. <laughs> I'll go ahead and give my prediction of the game. Uh, I think Delaware comes out hot, slinging the ball, gunning it. We go down 10-zip. We come steaming all the way back, um, and, and by the time it's the third quarter, we're up uh, probably close to about 24 points, and it's not going. It's going to be a breeze in the second half. But you know, Delaware is going to be juiced. I think you know, Rutgers is kind of in a look-ahead spot uh, uh, with Michigan coming up beyond that. So um, 
slow start, but ultimately uh, still going to win by 24 and 24 plus for me. Um, Hype man, why don't you go ahead and give us your, uh, give us your thoughts and then close us out. You know, I love where Nels had at is with this one got goosebumps as he's going through uh, <laughs> his breakdown of the game. I think it's absolutely on par. There's, I mean, there's a reason why there's a division one and then there's a reason why, you know, there's teams that are, are not quite there. We're big 10 football. Mm-hmm. Delaware is the type of people that, you know, they're getting these, um, you know, local, kids you know quarterbacks that you know maybe uh can't really do much uh you know they're they're two sport athletes or or think they're two sport athletes you know doing you know football wrestler baseball whatever they're not football players um you know they're all around you know they're good athletes but it's just a different type different caliber that we're getting you know down on the banks of the old raritan uh this is a laugher Rutgers wins big and uh you know, we have an, another uh, a great Saturday to look forward to before we step out into Big Ten competition. Tremendous. Well, with that being said, I, th- uh, I think we, we touched on the, the, the game. Uh, why don't you go ahead and close us out where the where the lucky listeners can find you on Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Yeah. Hey, I, I mean, at this point, you know it. It's Rutgers underscore hype man. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram. I'll be coming out with my official hype video on Saturday before the game. It's a 3.30 kickoff uh, on Saturday. And, you know, nothing more needs to be said about this one. You just got to go out, take care of business, and uh, we'll talk again next week with a 3-0 record. Let's go, Rutgers. Oh!